Hello and welcome to Football Logic Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about some of the hottest topics. Obviously right now we are in the middle of a World Cup. This is our first episode. I am actually recording this December 1st, about 10 p.m. Mountain Standard Time in the United States. Anyways, we're going to get started here. We're going to talk about the games that have already passed, some games that are coming up. Maybe some predictions, some some thoughts, and some takes on some games that have gone by as well. So, to start out this podcast, obviously, uh, I would have liked to have started this sooner. But, again, I, I will go back to that old adage. When's the best time to plant an oak tree? Well, 100 years ago. When's the next best time? Today. So, might as well start that podcast today. I will start right at home with the United States. As of right now, the United States have qualified for the round of 16 in the 2022 uh, FIFA World Cup in Qatar. Now, am I excited about that? Yes, I actually, that I that was my prediction. I thought they would take second in the group. However, I thought they made it a little harder than what was necessary. The game against Wales, they should have finished and should have put it away. And unfortunately for Zimmerman, he gave up that penalty, which I thought was a really stupid decision to go down and and tackle Gareth Bell in the box when he has his back turned to goal. I thought he actually had a pretty good game up until that point and just happened to make a simple mistake. Can't do that. You're a professional. You can't have those lapses, especially, especially in the World Cup. So USA making it harder than they needed to, but they got the job done. They're in the round of 16. Kudos and congrats. They played a really well-fought game against England. However, I do not know why, and I, I I don't know if it was a coaching decision, but obviously the U.S. went out to win. The U.S. went out and played, and, and they actually took it to England. They played hard. They I thought they got some really good looks at goal. In fact, I, got, I thought they got some of the best looks at, at goal in that game. But towards the end of the game, I, the U.S. had a free kick, and I think I think there was six minutes of stoppage time added. The kick was in the 96th minute. Now, at this point, a tie against England or a loss against England puts us in the exact same spot that we would have been facing Iran, which is we would have needed to beat Iran and get a win versus Iran regardless. When Pulisic was about to take that free kick, I see Greg Berhalter on the screen pointing to his watch saying, take your time. Why? Why take your time on that? Why not put a ball into the box, see if we can't get something on the end of that? And to be honest, I would have probably even brought up Matt Turner. Because again, a loss at that point, it didn't make a difference if they if they would have lost to England or tied them. But a win would have put us through the round of 16 a game earlier. Now again, got the job done, so that doesn't matter. But let me move on to the game versus Iran. Sorry, Iran. Excuse me. Um, played wonderful the first half. Great. They they put the pressure on. You could tell they needed to get a goal. That You could tell they wanted to get a goal. But then, for some reason or another, it felt like the U.S. dropped the level in the second half. Now, I know all these big names are saying, you know, 
you got Alexi Lawless, I think Taylor Twelman, maybe Stu Holden. You know, put some respect on Greg Berhalter's name. You know, he and nothing against him. Well, I'll get to that. But anyways, I feel like in this World Cup, the U.S. has been outcoached almost every single game. Now, obviously not in the Iran, the Iran game, the the game versus Iran. But in the England game, I thought England made some tactical substitutions, which then the U.S. was then on the back foot after they made those subs. They, the U.S. couldn't get back into it until they finally made the subs that they needed to. Same with Wales. Wales made some tactical changes, made some tactical substitutions. What did Greg Berhalter do? Nothing, really. He, he couldn't adjust. He couldn't handle the pressure. Now, the, the game versus Iran, I, I, again, loved the first half. But why do we slow down in the second half? What what made you stop there? So yeah, the starting eleven, per, great. Uh, you you can't really criticize Berhalter for the starting eleven there. Although personally, I and I don't know if there's other things going on in the background, but Giorena I think has been missed. I don't know why he hasn't been playing. Maybe it's because he's been coming back in fitness. But again, maybe that's some stuff behind the scenes that I don't know about. But at the top of his game, I think Gio Reyna is one of the best U.S. soccer players that we have. So I think we need to utilize that. But why did we not adjust in the second half? We And it's okay. We see, we see that we come out slow and sluggish. What does Burhalter do? I don't think he really does anything. I mean, again, I'm, not, I'm watching on TV, so I'm, I'm just seeing the cameras. I, I, I can't see what he's saying. I can't hear what he's saying to the players. But I... I've never liked him as the choice for the U.S. men's national team coach. Yes, he's going to have success. Why? Because he has the best U.S. team that we've ever had. We have the best players that we've ever had. Tyler Adams. I think he's become a great player. I think he's become a great captain for the U.S. And to be honest, that's actually shocked me that he was the captain. I thought Pulisic would, would, would step up and be the captain there. But Tyler Adams was shocked, but he stepped up to the bill. Pulisic, top-level player for Chelsea. Uh, who knows what's in his future, but obviously t- a high-level player. Weston McKinney, Josh Sargent, Gio Reyna, Matt Turner made a, made a recent move to Arsenal, although the backup goalkeeper, but he has been starting in the Europa League. We have the best U.S. soccer team we've ever had collectively as a unit. Have there been other better players in better positions? Yeah, I think so. But together as a unit, this is the best U.S. team we've had. So yes, Berhalter will have success, a certain level of success. But in order to achieve what most of us fans and what the coaches probably truly want, you're going to need a different coach. Who is that? I don't know. To be honest, And actually, let me get to, to that in my next point here with, with Germany, which that's a whole other story. Um. But I don't think Burhalter will take the United States men's national team very far as a coach. Whatever success he has, his players have definitely worked hard for. And again, he he does he is a good coach to a certain level, but to coach the US men's national team 
to a FIFA World Cup, possibly finals. Obviously, that's the goal. I don't think any team goes into the World Cup thinking they will not win it or thinking, hey, we're just going to play until we hit the round of 16 or the quarterfinals or the semifinals. Or, hey, we'll shoot for third place. Nobody does that. Everybody shoots for first place. And you can't tell me otherwise. But I don't think Berhalter is the guy that can take him there. I really don't. They did win the Gold Cup. They won, I believe it was the, the Nations League. They've, they've, again, great players. But I think they need a change in personnel in, the, in that coach um, to hopefully take them to that next level. But anyways, congrats United States on on the the move through to the round of 16. That is uh, a lot more than what the, some of these other teams can say. Uh which brings me to my next point and and this I although I've never lived there, I can't really consider it a second home, but it is a part of me, the German national team. Um I grew up to uh, uh, my dad is German. He grew up with German uh, parents. My grandparents both migrated from Germany. So as a kid, I always grew up watching them and and supporting them. And that's just kind of bled through to what I watch and how and how I like to to take a look at things. Um, so I've always been a fan of Germany. 2014, great year. I loved the World Cup. Obviously, I loved the finish. But the two World Cups following were tragic. For well, twenty eighteen was probably the worst World Cup that I've that I've ever been through, and and I say that because the U.S. wasn't in it, and Germany was out in the group stages. I I just could not get into that World Cup. Now Germany not making it out of the group in two thousand eighteen was definitely a shock. The big talk is hey the World Cup curse. They've won the World Cup before. Uh, obviously now France has broken, you know, quote unquote, broken that curse. Um, I don't believe in in curses such as that, but you know, you you make your own luck, and 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 I think Germany was poor in 2018. I thought there were some bad coaching decisions, which don't get me wrong. I think Yogi Love had the right idea in 2010 up through 2014, even. Um, but made some weird and odd coaching decisions in the 2018 World Cup, which I thought led to Germany's early exit. Uh, that exit, that early exit, uh, with that early exit, I should say, came a change in personnel. And now Germany's head coach, Hansi Flick, which I thought he was a phenomenal coach at Bayern Munich, which I really did have high hopes for him with this national team, have now made an early exit at the 2022 World Cup in Qatar. Um, what can I say about that? <laughs> Win the games that you need to. Win the games that you should. We can talk about the final day. You know, they beat Costa Rica 4-2, to but, you know, they needed help from Spain. We could talk about that. Um, obviously I thought they, I thought they actually had a pretty good game against Spain, drawing them one, one. It's a, it's a really strong looking Spain team. They just came off of a hot seven, a nil win against, uh, Costa Rica. We can talk about that, but, but to me, that's not, not the issue. They shouldn't have to rely on other results to go through. 
and they have nobody but their, but themselves to blame. When it comes down to it, they played Japan, I, what was it, like 83% possession? I can't even remember. I should bring up the stat, uh, but I'm not going to. They had a ridiculous amount of possession. And, and, and again, not that possession is everything. They had chance after chance after chance, and they just could not find the back of the freaking net. Why? Why could you not? Well, I'll tell you why. I, I Germany does not have a number nine like they used to. I think the last true number nine that they had was Miroslav Klose. Um, they, they just don't have a finisher. And I, I actually got in a little, not not argument, not really a debate. You know, it's a text thread. I'm in a, in a World Cup text thread with a bunch of people. And, you know, they're saying, oh, well, Kai Havertz, you know. Well, yeah, he, we... we made some changes in the second half and they got some goals and I said yeah Kai Havertz scored a couple goals but he's not a goal scorer he's not a number nine I I don't think Germany has a number nine and I even said uh Nicholas Fulkrug was the close and is right now I think the closest thing that we have to a number nine right now a true number nine a true finisher Germany just doesn't have that right now and if, if only Lewandowski had uh, or, or if Germany had Lewandowski, you know, <laughs> it'd be a different story, I think. But un- unfortunately, they couldn't do the job um, against Japan. They couldn't be clinical enough, and I don't think they were ruthless enough. They got up 1-0. They uh, kind of got complacent in a way. Even even when they were down, it kind of looked like they, they weren't wanting to score. They weren't. There wasn't any urgency to get up and, and, and score a goal. So that really shocked me, and I I don't know if it's just this new generation of, of the national team. Uh, I don't know if their minds weren't in it that game, um, but that was that was the turning point. They win or even get a draw against Japan, and they're through to the next round. But they didn't do the job, and unfortunately, that's what it takes in the World Cup. You got to be clinical and ruthless in all of your games, just like Spain was against Costa Rica. They didn't get complacent with one goal. They didn't get complacent with two goals, three goals, four goals. They got seven goals. When was the last time Germany did that? I'm pretty, and I'm talking about against a good World Cup side, was in Brazil, against Brazil. And I thought they had ruthless players. Bastian Schweinsteiger, Muset Otzil, Toni Kroos, um, Schule. Uh, I, I thought they had... Some ruthless players that really, and Miroslav Klose actually played in that game. But that mentality that they had was, was key. And I don't think they have that now. Which, this is this is what I think they need to do. Uh, I also got asked the question, because I know a lot of my uh, fa- f- you know friends know that I, I am a Germany supporter. But they, I got the question, does this mean that Hansi Flick needs to be fired or should they replace Hansi Flick you know that question always comes up and although he did get the win against Costa Rica I say yes he needs to be replaced and the reason I say that is because he had enough time to prepare the team for the World Cup we just came off of a a disastrous group stage exit in 2018 your fans waited four years Four years after that exit to 
hopefully have another, at least a good showing, a, a good World Cup showing. You have that time to prepare, and, and you need to prepare and represent your country well, and you, he didn't do it. He didn't get the job done. So do I think he needs to be replaced? Yes. And I think his replacement should be Thomas Tuchel. Now, this is this is kind of what I was saying about Burhalter as well. Who who would replace Burhalter? I think to be honest, I think Tuchel would be a good replacement for either one. I think he has a strong mentality. I think he can discipline his players and his team. I think he has a great discipline as well. Um, unfortunately, I, he's had some falling outs with some some of the ownership groups that he's coached for, but I think he's got the mentality and what it takes to have a championship mindset. I, I, I truly believe that he would be the best replacement for, for Hansi Flick or even Greg Berhalter. And let me tell you right now, Berhalter's not, not getting fired. He's not being replaced. So Germany, take, take the opportunity, take the opportunity to, to take him on your team, um, and have another reboot like you did for the 2014 World Cup. We had they had to have a reboot after the 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 2004 Euros after the disaster showing there. Um, had a reboot. Ten years later, you win the World Cup. You guys need to get rebooted again. Like this was just an unbelievable exit. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, and I take I per, I take these things personally. I don't think. Germany should should have exited, but they did, and hopefully that teaches them a lesson. I said that about the 2018 World Cup, and obviously they didn't learn a lesson. So please take that as a lesson. Take it as a lesson. The U.S. took it took them for not to being in a World Cup. It took them not qualifying for the 2018 World Cup to learn a lesson. And did they learn it? Yeah, they did. And and now they're out of the group stage. So Germany, maybe now it's time for you to take some some notes from the U.S. <laughs> I know it's weird. It's weird to hear me say that, but you may need to do that. Um, on to some other craziness. Belgium out. Um, I didn't see them exiting the group stage. However, I did think they were definitely one of the more overrated teams. Um, De Bruyne, I think, said it perfectly. Uh, Unfortunately, he was very truthful in his answer if if Belgium could win a World Cup. But he said, no, we're, we're too old. I think it was 2018 that they... He, he said that he, I think it was 2018 that we should have won, um, which I agree. But Belgium out, man, what a, what a weird World Cup it's been. Morocco taking first in their group, Japan taking first in their group, and... and as much as I hate to to see it with Germany out, Japan, well done, uh, well deserved. If you <laughs> beating Spain and Germany in in your group, um, well deserved. I hope you I hope you make it. But I I hope you make it far. I really do. I, I that'd be an awesome awesome feat and awesome to see. Well, up next we have uh, obviously we have more games, but USA taking on the Netherlands this Saturday. So that'll be an interesting game. Hoping to do more of these podcasts. Um, these were just a little bit of my thoughts. Love to hear what you guys think. Uh, I'll try to keep it quick and short, but thought I, I get some time in talking about what I love. So 
I'd love to hear what you think. If you would like to reach out, feel free to reach out to me or I don't know if I will be posting this on Facebook or anything, but leave, leave comments where you can. Uh, this has been a good podcast with Football Logic. Hope to see you next time. Thanks.